It is great to see you all here this morning and uh, to see so many, you know, again, I, I just think, keep encouraging you and, and what excites my heart in seeing so many here this morning is that the fact that, that our lead pastors are, are on eight weeks leave and yet everybody's still hungry to come and worship Jesus and, and it says that we're doing something right here. It, it says that we're pointing people to Jesus and, and not, not to, to a, a certain leader or a, or a certain person to just purely follow them. We want Jesus. We always want Jesus. And so it, it does refresh my heart. And I thank you for continuing to chase after Jesus uh, in this season. And my encouragement is press in even harder and press in even harder as we um, walk the next few more weeks out before Kirk and Nick return to us to get to catch up with them. A week or so ago, and um, it was great to just see them. Uh, I'm sure others have seen them as well. Just to see them so re- uh, refreshed and excited about this season and, and all that Jesus is, is doing in and through them. And uh, I can't wait for them to come back and, and to release a whole lot of what they got over in the United States and in their time of rest with the Lord that they're in right now. A few weeks ago, I spoke on on um, the the shifting season that we're moving into with authority and I did a a kind of a foundational what I think is one of the foundational aspects to living in authority as a disciple of Jesus and that being the area of I love doing this to you guys (laughs) begins with P it's all good but no it wasn't what I spoke about a few weeks ago (laughs) sorry the pastry. Oh, I don't think I talked about pastry. A little bit I spoke about presents, but oh man, a little bit sad. <laughs> Remember, I talked about my nana, and there was a core element about my nana that, that she had dementia, but she never lost this one element and to know what to do. Well, that too, but that's still not it. <laughs> What about praise? I'm going to put you out of your misery. I spoke about the, one of the foundations of authority being praise. In everything that we do, we praise Jesus. In every aspect, every season that we enter into our life, praise is central and integral to moving forward as the disciple of Jesus. This morning I want to talk a little bit about another, what I consider foundational um, aspect of moving in authority in, as a disciple of Jesus and it goes here I believe well we'll talk about that in a little minute but what I also want to do is not leave you hanging or leave you, leave my grandfather hanging I talked about my grandma so I'm going to talk about my pa uh, uh, this morning and let you know a little bit about him um, I'm proud to do this because what it does is it shows that I have a legacy within my family um, of people serving the king and, and I want to continue that. And it is my prayer. It doesn't have to just be about family. It has to be with anybody you come in contact with. That your desire would be that you leave a legacy for others to follow in the kingdom of God and as a disciple of Jesus. My, um, I have a lot of fond memories as a child of my grandfather. I spent a bit of time with him because my brother was quite sick as a young child. And so I would consistently go and stay with my grandparents for periods of time because I was the oldest and he was second. Something that we still battle with even at 40 and 39 years of age, the older and younger brother. Nah, I'm just kidding. He's a good bloke. Um, But when I spent time 
with my grandfather. You know, I, I remember he had a dog, Corgi dog. You know the Corgis, the ones the Queen's got? Named Simon. He was a quality, quality individual, that dog. One of the only dogs I've ever really loved. I'm not an animal person particularly, but, but he grabbed my heart, that little dog. He was fantastic. And we had some good times. I used to remember my grandfather dropping him little bones and little bits of food under the table when my nana wasn't watching, or at least he thought my nana wasn't watching and didn't know what he was doing, but <laughs> I dobbed him in a few times as well. And then he would teach me also how to mow the lawns. And then um, at times I would go to work at his factory and I would watch him and I would learn what it meant for a man to earn a day's wage. They were all very fond memories for me of my grandfather. But one of the greatest I have, and I will always have, he's still alive, by the way, um, one of the greatest memories I'll have in all the time I would spend with my grandparents is my grandfather waking me up early on a Sunday morning because they live really close to Blackburn North Baptist Church in Victoria, if anybody's from down that way. And uh, he, we, he was within walking distance of that church, and he would get me up quite early on a Sunday morning, and uh, off we'd walk down to the church, and we'd be one of the first there, and um, he just loved, loved to serve. He loved his church, and he loved the people in it. They were family to him, and they still are to this day. At his 90th birthday, I went down to a few months ago, he had people come from that same church and talk to him and reminisce about the days of Blackburn North Baptist. What a legacy to leave that at 90 years of age, he would hold those same relationships so strong. I remember as we'd go there, I don't know if you've been to a Baptist church before, there'd be this uh, massive baptistry at the back of the, often at the back of the stage, and um, it was quite well hidden, but, but it was still quite large. It was always hidden up the back of the stage, and you know, we would go down there early in the morning and we'd start this monstrous thing because it just took so much water to actually fill it. We'd have to go down at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning just to start the sucker and, and get it filled out, ready for the people. And the people who were getting baptised, oh, even as a kid it used to make me laugh, they had to wear like the robes, the big white robes that the women, <laughs> it was pretty funny. The men had to be in their white shirt, it's just a part of the Baptist church and how it goes when you when you choose to follow Jesus publicly they make sure that they have a certain dress code that's going on when you enter into that water <laughs> whether you liked it or not didn't matter young person young adult teenager didn't matter you're in the white robe as you went into that baptistry to get baptized I would shadow him throughout the service as he took up the offering one of my greatest privileges as a little child, a little kid was taking up the offering as it went around the church and then the two of us would go up a, a staircase with other people that were counting because it was quite a large church so counting the offering often took a good part of the message uh, to, to count it all and up we'd go to a room where you could still see out over the church and and you could hear the, the, the message being spoken and we count and my job was to count the coins as we went through. Of course he double checked but I got to count all the little coins in the midst of that. He was always one of the first there and he was always one of the last to leave. He knew how to serve the body of Jesus. His church was like, as David just said, they're his family. And he loved to serve them as a result. I would remember him leaving sometimes at nights when I was there. Didn't tell me where he was going. But uh, you find out later on in life he was actually going out to help others or to meet with people and encourage them or in a time of need he would be serving them wherever he possibly could. I owe him a great deal in what I've learned about being a disciple of Jesus and what it means to serve him 
and serve the body of Jesus. It is a legacy of my family and I will continue to carry it forward. We've been speaking around the area of authority, authority, blah, blah, authority for a few weeks now. And as I think about my grandfather, I was pondering and talking with Jesus about how an act of preferring others and serving them as the disciples of Jesus fits in the space of authority as a believer. Are they mutually exclusive or do they operate together? Can you act in authority and prefer serve others at the same time? Is serving and preferring others a part of increased authority or a lack thereof? I think it's fair to say that the business world would say that they are mutually exclusive. You prefer others at your own peril. You, would, uh, you prefer others and you'll get bypassed on promotions. You must put yourself forward at every opportunity. A lot of leaders use authority and power in the business world to position themselves to self-promote. Preferring others and helping others can be seen as a sign of weakness in the business world. Sure, it does happen at times, and I've seen it happen quite a bit, and some of you might have as well. But I've often seen it with the end goal of self-promotion, even in the midst of helping other people, to take the opportunity to promote themselves But at the end of it. It's sad to say, but there's those who lead us in our nation and in other nations. They're serving us in running the country, but they've forgotten that their position is actually one to serve. They view their, their authority more through, they view their position more through power and authority than they do as a position to serve those that they lead. You know, as I thought about all of those situations and what, where we live in the world, I was, I was reminded of, of, do you remember the movie Bruce Almighty? You remember that movie? Yeah. Um, Bruce is played by Jim Carrey, for those that haven't seen it, and he's given authority to use God's power but he can't influence free will in the midst of being given that power. I was going to show you the scene after he gets that, um, that power from God. I was going to put it up on the board. But, it, it, well, for those who are going, come on, why not? I thought I was going to as well, but you might remember there's actually like a Marilyn Monroe scene where he causes wind to blow. <laughs> so it was a good thing I checked it before I did. And then it also involves a butt monkey. If you, remember, if you all remember, if you think about what actually happened when a gang attacks him, he takes revenge on them. And one of the gang members says, I'll apologise to you the day a monkey comes out of my butt. And so a monkey comes out of his butt. <laughs> so I didn't want to... <laughs> I may as well have showed it because now you've all got it running through your head, haven't you? <laughs> Sorry to the highly visual people. <laughs> but Bruce does what most would do. And he uses the authority and power he has to his own benefit. He's selfish and he's quite cruel. <laughs> Monkey out of a butt's really cruel. And it drives away the one person who he can't influence due to free will, the woman he loves. What I will do and what I wanted to do is show you the clip at the end. Sam, have you got that? Of where Bruce has uh, finally given up. He's relinquished to say, God, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, all the power, I just can't do this anymore. I need you. And let's have a look at what happens after he gets hit by a truck. A good scene, and I, I get for some, some you see the, the rosary beads and, and 
can cause a bit of angst, but you know, I think the heart of the message is, uh, is true in the midst of that. And for a lot of people, that is one way they connect to God. We wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but at the same time, getting them to focus on the Lord. What I think is uh, yeah, it's very powerful, and I heard you all moan as he said it, was he finally realized that all the authority he'd been given was not for himself, that it was to serve those that he loved the most and in the midst of that in serving that he would see grace the one that he loved through the eyes of God it's pretty true for each one of us pretty true it's essentially true for us that follow Jesus so why would I speak today about serving and preferring others in a time where we focus where our focus has been on authority as a believer well I think that video clip helped you to realize why we would do so because I believe the two are not mutually exclusive. I believe they are like the pedals on a bike. I use this analogy a lot. You can't ride a bike with only one pedal. You need the other pedal. The kingdom economy is different to the kingdom and the economy of the world that we live in. We know that. Jesus made that clear to each and every one of us. Self-promotion is flipped on its head and we prefer others. We love God, we love Jesus, we welcome the Holy Spirit, and we serve the body of Jesus. The authority we have been given is never self-serving or self-promoting. Any authority we have is to see the rule and reign of God, his kingdom break into the lives of those where the kingdom of darkness has taken hold. And so on one pedal, there is the authority of the believer, whereas Jesus said in Luke 9, He gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. There's the authority. Where the kingdom of darkness is, use it. Take up that sword. Break the kingdom of God and bring freedom to those who need it. On the other pedal, we serve and prefer others that in turn make space for the inbreaking of the kingdom. Now, this is where you're going to have to bear with me because the Lord was talking to me deeply about this in worship, and so I hope it all flows really well. But as, I, as we were worshipping this morning, the Lord reminded me of Nehemiah. It's like in the book of Nehemiah. In the one hand, the Israelites were, were, were rebuilding Jerusalem, so they had all the tools that they needed to be, rebuild Jerusalem, and in the other, so they're serving. They're serving each other. They're serving God. And in the other hand, they had a sword as they rebuilt Jerusalem, They had a sword that they could defend against the attacks of any enemy that would try and thwart their plans. And then the Lord told me, Scott, when we talk about the two pedals, he said, Scott, it's like, um, it's... I'm trying to capture what he was talking to me about here. It's like the authority you've been given, it is is to, to break into into the kingdom of darkness and release people from the kingdom of darkness and to bring freedom to all that. That is where you attack. And when you serve, what you're doing is you're tilling the ground, you're tilling the soil, and you're throwing out the seed for the kingdom of God to take root and establish in the people in the lives of people and so how do you move forward with these two things of authority and serving? Well you push the pedal, it's up. You've got to push the pedal, it's up. 
that's in front of you? What is God doing in you? What's he talking to you about? This could be a seasonal thing. This could be a daily thing. What is God doing in you now? Okay, there's the kingdom of darkness. God, Holy Spirit's talking to me. I go in sword drawn. Here we go. In breaking into the kingdom. On the other pedal. Okay, we've moved forward. Now the king, Now I've got this opportunity. There's this person who's hard-hearted. And there it is. It's right there. I've got a chance to serve them. I'm going to break that soil. I'm going to tilt that soil. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to make room for the kingdom to take root right now and allow that to come in because I'm serving them, shocking them with the love of God. Does it make sense? They are not in opposition to each other. When you do not act in authority, when you serve, you are not weak. You are strong. And I think Philippians 2, our passage that we've been looking at so keenly over this season, is essential to what we're talking about when we talk about authority and serving others. Do you want, we should read that together, shouldn't we? And it would have been really smart for me to have that tagged in my Bible when I got up here. So bear with me for one moment. Philippians 2, if, you want, if you've got your Bibles, turn there with me, please. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, and any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationship with one another, have the mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And we all say amen Amen to that. Amen to that. So here in Philippians, Paul is speaking um, about Jesus, the one who is almighty and powerful, the creator of the universe, the son of God, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the one who dwelt with the father from all time, just completely blows our mind when we even try and consider that. He chose to come and to serve and not be served. You can read the scriptures and look for moments when he could have exerted all the power and authority of heaven down into a situation but chose to to serve and prefer all of mankind. Imagine how many butt monkey scenes we'd have in the Gospels if Jesus chose to exert his authority and, and rule in the midst of all that's going on. There you go, there's another image. 
where the kingdom of darkness had a hold on people there, he brought all authority and power to that situation to see the kingdom break through. He didn't hold back in that circumstance. He went hammer and tongue. He brought down the hammer on the enemy in any of those circumstances. But people, people are where he and we choose to serve and prefer. Many have said it over the last weeks, and I want to reiterate again and again to us, our battle is against the principalities and powers of darkness and not against people. It's not. And we all nod. But it's more challenging. I've learned over, over time that that is more challenging than I give it credit for when we say that. Because often the people are the face of the issue. And it's right in front of us. And it can be very hard to see what's operating sometimes in the back end of that situation. And sometimes our thought process and our, our feelings and all of those things suddenly are launched at the people versus what's actually happening in the principalities and powers that are in the background. We're not going to deep dive, but I can encourage you to talk to the Lord about that in these situations. What have I said about the issues of gay marriage or people living in partnered relationships but are not married? How do you approach that? How do you, how do you serve them in the midst of that while holding true to who you are? We don't want to bring down the hammer on those situations. It's not, it's not going to cause people to turn the kingdom of God. The enemy loves it when we do that. He just says, go for it. Knock yourself out on that one. Because you're not going to bring people into the kingdom when you do that. It's trying to defend God like that. It's going to be the complete opposite. They're going to run 100 miles the other way and go, that's exactly what I thought. I'm out. I'm going to go in the other direction. No, we serve. We look for the moments where we can love, serve, and prefer the people. Love the people. Break the principalities and powers going on in the background. But love the people. Serve the people as Jesus served you. As Jesus served each and every one of us. Think about how you would want to be treated and have been treated by Jesus in those situations. I don't want to get too deep into the issue of authority because today I do want to stay on the issue of serving, of serving in the body and serving outside of the church. My own personal testimony is one of seeing the highs and lows of serving. And when I say that, I'm not talking about rank and order of in serving in the body and there's these higher-end gifts like speaking and serving to thousands of people and having conference after conference all the way down the scale to what we might say is, I don't, I don't want to put one in case somebody <laughs> is doing, well, you know, cleaning toilets or whatever you want to think about it. That's not what I'm talking about when I say I've seen the highs and I've seen the lows. When I say what I've seen, the highs and lows, it's because I've seen very gifted leaders who have great authority on their life to bring the kingdom, but it's been overshadowed by a deep self-serving spirit and it's broken many people, many groups and many churches as a result. It's a house built on very shaky ground and you can only push on that pedal for so far or for so long before the signs show that when that bike's not going anywhere. <clears throat> the lows for myself personally have come when I've put my own interests before others. In trying to serve them, I've self-served in the midst of um, the calling or the authority the Lord's put on my life. It left a bitterness in my mouth and a big dose of pride in my spirit. 
The end result was a religious spirit that took some major heart surgery. And I'm really thankful for this church that it happened here. If you are in any way needing heart surgery, you are in the right place if you come to this church. People are going to love you no matter what. No matter where you are or what's going on, people are going to love you. And you are welcome here. Wherever you're at with the Lord, we welcome you here. I've also seen the highs in serving. I've got to go to Papua New Guinea to go and serve, build a sub-health centre up in the highlands of Papua New Guinea. Phenomenal experience. Just an amazing experience. Philippines. Got to go over and um, do some work with a youth group over there for a couple of weeks. It's just, again, some just phenomenal experiences of serving um, the poor and, and, and in the end being served, being taught how to serve in the midst of poverty was just a phenomenal experience on those two trips. In Thailand, also got to lead a mission trip over to, to, to Thailand. And I say to the younger people here and young adults, dream big about while you're young, going to serve in ministry overseas, locally. You've got the energy, you've got the time. Do it. Do it. Take, take the chance and go and do it. I also had an amazing opportunity to go to the Ranch School of Ministry in, in California. So we got to serve in America as well. You know, in all of those things, they seem like great and massive events. You know, travelling overseas and all, all the glitz and glamour of that. Although, I've got to tell you, the, some of the things you, you saw in Philippines and Thailand and Papua New Guinea were not exactly glitz and glamour. That is for sure. But in the midst of that, all those highs in serving those people, what I don't remember is any great moment of me leading a, a message or... Or, or anything along those lines. The thing that I remember is the people. Every time I think about those circumstances, I get a little bit of a glimpse of the, the, the geography we're in, but it's the people. Straight away, the faces pop into my head of how I got to see the kingdom break into their life and Jesus be glorified in that midst. How I saw people from 10 to 12 nations, completely different cultures, come together and clash and bang and the sparks flying and all of those things as you live in community and yet to see the Jesus glorified in every one of those circumstances. To see people who, who have come broken and, and just needing to be loved on, to need to know who they are before the Father, explore that and find that. And, you, you know, I'm, I'm overseas and thank God for Facebook in one sense. I just get to see the testimony of the seeds that were planted because you read about what they're doing in their life now and you're like, yes, God, let them be all they can be. Keep them going. Keep them bringing your kingdom. I've got one who went to a leadership school with me. His name's Insu Kim and just an amazing man on this leadership uh, school we were on. He did a 40-day fast. I'm not just a 40-day fast. And on the, in the middle of that 40-day fast, we went on a five-day uh, backpacking trip into Ansel Adams Wilderness, and we went and peaked at 10,000 feet with backpacks on. He did the fast the entire time we were on that trip. He was an amazing man of God. Who was now, he was so committed to all the Lord had for him and chasing him with everything he's got. And I got to be a part of, of just that journey with him in his life. And now he's going to plant a church in the vineyard in Canada. He's on his way. He's worked with Rich Nathan at Columbus where the recent, um, the recent uh, conference, the national conference, uh, 
global, global, don't say that word too often, do you? global conference. And, and he, he was a part of that church and is now going out to plant a vineyard church. And I'm like, yes, God, let him go. I'm a part of that story as well because we connected for a time and blessed each other and served each other. And now I get to watch him be all he can be with you. They're the highs, is the people and seeing the kingdom break through. And in the midst of that, what I love is exactly what that clip said. I get to see the people through the eyes of Jesus. Because when I serve them, I lay my own agenda down. Like Jesus said, like Paul says Jesus did. Put my own agenda down. Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he chose to serve and not be served. We choose to serve the people around us. We here at, um, at this church have a phenomenal testimony of serving the poor. I want to acknowledge and thank all those who have served Jesus in this way throughout the years. In serving through the mercy ministry, the bread runs, whatever it is, right now in the name of Jesus, I just bless you to, be, to receive the pleasure of the Father in the midst of how you have served and continue to serve the poor in our region. It pleases the Father's heart to no end. And so well done, good and faithful servants. Well done to each and every one of you. But many of you also serve in this church when no one is watching. You do it through prayer, cleaning, administration, counselling, the list goes on, making a meal for somebody when they need it, when they're in desperate need. The list goes, watching kids. I mean, the list just goes on and on of how you prefer and serve others. And while we have a great legacy of serving, I want to call us forward in this area today. Don't let up on serving people. This serving... I believe this with all my heart. My grandfather showed me that this is possible. Serving and preferring others is completely the opposite of anything our world says is important and and should do. If we want to show the world what it means to love Jesus, then serving other people is one of the quickest and best ways to do that. We talk about let your light shine. How does it shine? What ways can it shine? What better way can it shine than if you choose to prefer other people and to serve them in the midst of all that they're going through and all that's happening in their lives? I am really passionate about this. If we want to see a revival come, what a better way to start it? Obviously prayer, but then going out and serving and serving and blessing and loving people and preferring them and serving again and again and again until finally they say exactly what the scriptures say when people came in the midst and saw people being served and loved on and the power of the Holy Spirit flowing they said surely God is among you surely God is among you I believe with all my heart that that serving will instigate and will will project us into a place where more and more people come into the kingdom of God I just I have to say I'm going to say this no apology you don't get to sit out in the body of Jesus in the area of serving. It just doesn't happen. It, as a disciple of Jesus, you don't get to sit out in the area of serving. To, try, to not serve is to try and ride the bike with one pedal. It's not going to go well. It's not going to happen. 
My pure desire is to see us all we can be in Jesus. And he was clear that serving is central to loving in the kingdom of God. And yes, I do believe we should be serving in the local church. I believe that also with all my heart. Why? As we talk about the area of being training and growing in the area of authority um, and to see the kingdom break in through and be, this being a practice ground, if that's happening in the area of authority and we agree that there's two pedals to the bike, then why wouldn't that also be a training ground for us here in the body of Jesus to love and serve each other as a training ground that we would see each other through the eyes of Jesus that would then inspire us as we go outside to go, well, if it can happen here, why can't it happen out there? And allow the Holy Spirit to talk to you and minister to you and prompt you about those areas as you look for them day in, day out. It could be as simple as something on the train all the way through to something at work, at home. It could be anything the Lord wants to talk to you about in serving and preferring others. So again, I just remind you, one hand, got the sword of the Spirit, the sword, ready to go. Bring the authority, bring the hammer, when, or hammer if you want it. And in the other, you got your toilet brush, your apron, your mop, you got the soft cushion ready for when you kneel and pray and intercede. And I want to stress, I thought something was on that when David said that today about um, going to see Judah. If you want to look for an area to serve right now, go and talk to her and commit to praying for her. Certain amount of time, a day, a week, whatever that looks like. Go and talk to her and commit to that. Serving her in that way. Serving um, the move of Jesus in the world. <clears throat> you could have a barbecue utensil in your hand. You could have your jive lessons in your other hand to see the kingdom come for the kids. You might have your instrument in your other hand ready to allow and lead others into worshipping the king. There are so many areas. Think outside the box. Allow the Holy Spirit to, think out, to, to prompt you of ways that you can serve that are not just those, those usual roster items. There's so many ways. I get it. Time is, time is always an issue with, with serving. But I believe the importance of it and sacrificing the time uh, in serving the body of Jesus. I believe it does and needs to happen in the local body. What I wanted to do as we begin to wrap up this morning, I want to get real practical. How do you talk about serving and not get real practical in the midst of that? Kathy, yeah, could you grab them, those, those two, two trays? One of the things that I find most confronting when we talk about um, serving is foot washing. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I just heard a few people like start to, hey, yo, hang on, Scott, where are we going now? Let's um, back off a little bit. It's all right. You don't have to do foot washing today if you don't want to. But um, I did feel like from uh, the Holy Spirit, one of the things that I wanted to do this morning as we begin to wrap up, and there are some areas that we want to pray for in healing, um, and a few of these areas actually tie in with some of what I've been speaking about this morning. What we're going to do is I'm just going to have two, two white basins up here on either side of the stage, and there's some, um, some towels and, and, and things that can be used to, to, to wash with. If it's an act, uh, a physical act before the Lord to break something in the spirit, you want to come this morning, one or two things. You can have your hands, hands washed if you're going gutsy and somebody wants to wash feet, be my guest. It's all yours. I'm open to what the Holy Spirit tells you this morning. But when we do some things in the physical, they are 
this, there is release in the spirit. And so this morning is an act and a commitment to the Lord to say, I'm committed to this happening. If you want to wash somebody's hands, the Lord might be showing you right now the person who you need to go to and say, hey, I want to serve you in this way. Then grab them and be bold and come forward this morning. I'm probably going to be up here as well, washing some hands. If you just want to have your hands washed, if you want to be served, if you're a person that is giving all the time in serving in the body of Jesus, you know who you are. I want to encourage you today to be served, to allow somebody to serve you. Because often those that have the gift of service find it really hard to receive in that area. Can we put one on the other side, ladies, just over here so we can keep it? free can we also i thought another way we can serve this more to do that physical act where are those rosters gone for those two things that are coming up great can we have them at the front as well and as a physical act people can come forward and say you know what i'm committed to serving in the body of jesus i'm going to commit right now this day i'm going to bring these items or serve in this way um to make room to throw this so toil the soil get ready for the seeds to be thrown for the kingdom of god to come in a minute, I'm just going to pray also for you that the Lord will show you opportunities of where you can choose to serve throughout this week. Again, I believe the two go hand in hand, authority and service. They work together and you're going to push the pedal that's up. Don't ride a one-pedaled bike. As a church, let's be committed to continuing to serve each other and to serve Jesus. And so can we get those rosters back up here when we start to pray? Um, in the midst of that, we also are committed to seeing and serving people who need the kingdom to break into their lives right here, right now, through physical healing. And so there are going to be people receiving, and then there's going to be us that are going to serve and prefer others by coming and saying, I'm going to bring the authority and service, going to let the two work together right now, right here, and I'm going to pray for them to see the kingdom come into their lives. So let's pray together. Let's stand up. Let's pray. Now, sometimes it's the little things we do before the Lord that release big things in our life. So I want to encourage you this morning to be really bold about this hand washing or even potentially foot washing if you're so, if you are so led to do so. There's also going to be some kids around, I believe, that are going to participate in, in doing some hand or foot washing. So the opportunity is there for you, uh, for that to happen for you. Again, if you are, have, I'm speaking about serving, and I'm, even now the Holy Spirit's talking to me about this. You've, you've served and served, and, and you've just reached that place where you're a little dry about it. Then I want to encourage you to be one of the people that come forward this morning and receive. Let somebody wash your hands or feet this morning and receive, and we'll get prayer. Get prayer while you're getting the hands washed. And speak it out. Say, Yeah, I'm that person. I'm a little dry. I need the Holy Spirit to touch me right now. Fresh vision for this morning. So, Jesus, we honor you for who you are. We thank you for the ultimate example that you gave us in what it meant to prefer and serve others. We thank you from the depths of our heart that you said, I'll go. Father, I'll go and I will serve all of mankind. I'll go and I'll serve all of mankind. I'll lay down my equality with you. I lay it down. And I'll serve them. 
and I'll show them how to serve. And so this morning, Jesus, we give ourselves to you. You said it was important. You said it was very important. And so this morning we open our hearts and our minds to see people the way you see them. Would you come and touch our eyes, both in the physical and in the spirit, to see people the way you see them? Would you bring opportunities our way, increased opportunities to serve and prefer others, that we may sow the seed of the kingdom, that we may till the ground and make it fertile and throw the seed that the, the kingdom may sprout in people's lives. I believe in all my, with all my heart that many can come into the kingdom through serving and preferring. Jesus made it abundantly clear and in practice that that is the case. And so this morning, we open ourselves up to what you want to do here, Holy Spirit. I believe you've been talking to people about what you want them to do, whether it be a physical act to, be, to serve or be served, whether it is in action to come and pray for those who need to see the breaking in of the kingdom. You've been speaking to each and every one of us this morning. And so now... We choose to react and respond to what you want to do and what you've been saying. So now in Jesus' name, I open up the front of the church here. If you need to come and, and in a physical act before the Lord saying, I'm committed to this and I want to see an increase of this in my life. I want to see people how you see them, Jesus. I want to serve people how you serve them, Jesus. Then begin to come forward. The two basins are here and we've got some towels in the bags we can grab. You just come forward now. If you need healing for those items that were mentioned, they were mentioned for a reason. The Holy Spirit is, um, is wanting to bring healing to those areas and for you to be ministered to. But I do want to make it clear it is not limited to that. If you need any other physical healing in your body, you are more than welcome to come forward and receive prayer. We would love to do that for you today. Other than that, I bless you in the name of Jesus to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Look for the opportunities to serve and bring the kingdom of God to people's lives this week in practical ways. Bless you all in Jesus' name. Amen.